one roll footage. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Simon Severino, your host. And today, my guest is the founder and CEO of Fluidity Technologies. He's also board member and chief medical officers of Community Wellness. And he is a former NASA astronaut and author of The Sky Below. We will deep dive into opportunities for innovation, how to be more an inventor and less of a whiner, and why resilience matters. Welcome, everybody. Scott Perezinski. Oh, thank you so much. Great to be with you. Scott, Excited what are you currently creating? Gosh, you know, I'm involved in so many fun projects right now uh, with uh, my company, Fluidity Technologies. We're actually building electric vertical takeoff and land aircraft uh, with very intuitive controls such that you could even send your kids to school, uh, flying, flying to school, believe it or not. Um, and then uh, working on uh, remote patient monitoring. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You can fly my kids to school. How do we do that? Uh, your your kids can fly themselves to school. That's what? that's going to be in the future. Yes, they're going to love it. Trust trust me on this. Yeah, exactly right. Um, we live in extraordinary times, and um, yeah, I think the technologies to make that possible and safe uh, are right around the corner, and we think that we know how to do that. They're um, going to fly around. I, they're going to have some little little things that help them fly around. Yeah, the uh, electric vertical takeoff and land technology is, is coming uh, uh, faster than you would expect. You know, when I was a kid, we all wanted our, our rocket packs, you know, our jet packs. Uh, it's taken a while to get to the point where that's possible. Hoverboard. Um, yeah, the hoverboards are, are now, uh, um, you know, starting to make their presence known. But um, those are more gimmicky and not really, you know, real methods of, of transportation. But these are... Uh, tools that can be used by uh, first responders uh, to travel over the traffic to get directly to the uh, the patient within the, the golden four minutes uh, to perform a resuscitation, get them to the hospital for definitive care, for uh, perhaps uh, you know certain uh, um, you know, other fire and rescue types of applications, um, but but even just for um, you know personal enjoyment to be able to pick up and and uh, fly like a bird. Um, to uh, where you want to go um, and sightsee. These are going to be really powerful and I think affordable uh, aircraft in the not too distant future. And that's that's what Fluidity is going to be involved with. Wow, um, that's cool. I'm going to tell my kids immediately after this show. <laughs> and then the other things that uh, we're working on, uh, remote patient monitoring for seniors so that they can not only live longer lives, but live higher quality lives uh, to be able to get out in front of uh, their disease progression. Um, this is with a company called Community Wellness. So, uh, and then involved in some other medical device development activities. So keeping really busy, spinning, spinning lots of plates. Why did you write the book, The Sky Below? I, I've been very fortunate to have had a number of extraordinary adventures in life, um, you know, taking me to space on five space shuttle missions and doing seven spacewalks and I've been to the top of Mount Everest and um, done some other uh, pretty wonderful uh, adventures through life. But I've also overcome quite a bit of adversity and, and met challenges head on. And I, I thought that 
it would be helpful to people to uh, share not just the um, the the joy of success, but also to really describe the hard work that it takes, the resilience to overcome challenges to get where you want to go. Um, it's not a linear path to your dreams. It, you know, they're they're hiccups, they're fits and starts, and uh, you need to be able to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and and keep going. And um, and I've been able to do that uh, with the help of family and friends and, and colleagues and um, and just pure determination. And, and so I wanted to share that story with uh, with readers. And so I, I hope hope your listeners will will check out the book. It's called The Sky Below. It's on Amazon, of course, and, and uh, you can get it on audio if you'd like as well. The Sky Below, everybody. And resilience is so important right now for many people in the world. Some people who are in hardships because it happened to them. And some people, because like you, they are adventurers, entrepreneurs. They go into hardship intentionally. What's the resilience? What did you learn about resilience? Well, yeah, taking it way, way back uh, when I was a kid, I was a, a Boy Scout. And um, in the United States, we have uh, the highest rank is called Eagle Scout. And I think it's called something different in Austria. Um, and in different parts of the world, they have a different highest rank, but it's a very lengthy process to get there. And I don't know how I came upon this strategy, but uh, a lot of my friends uh, gave up after a year or so. You know, this is too hard. It's too long. I'll never get there to the, the end of the road to achieve, you know, this this final uh, rank. And what I decided to do is, is not really focus uh, exclusively on that ultimate goal, but just divide the the task up into manageable, achievable piece parts that I could, you know, be rewarded by, you know. And so in this process, there are merit badges that you have to earn and service projects you have to do and other ranks along the pathway. And so I didn't get discouraged. I was always looking towards the next step and the next step. And it was it was uh, it was rewarding. It was fulfilling. I could see my progress towards my end goal. And, and that same sort of methodology has lasted with me. You know, I, it got me through medical school. It got me hired by NASA. And it's been extremely successful for me as an entrepreneur, overcoming the inevitable you know, hurdles that we face, you know, building a team, raising funds, uh, getting IP, getting, you know, uh, manufacturing uh, straightened out, um, the marketing aspects. Um, the, all the hiccups that you know, we entrepreneurs face, you, you've got to have that same sort of mindset. Otherwise, you'd, you'd probably give up uh, very early on. Especially manufacturing right now, supply chains are broken. And, but even five years ago, every manufacturer would tell me, oh my God, Simon, it's so hard. It's so hard. There are 17 problems every week. And, uh, you know, the more hardware, the more capital and the more problems, basically. It's easy to run software or professional services. It's comparatively easy. And when you have manufacturing, you start re having real problems. Right. And, um, and I'm so curious, which books inspire you, actually, after one word from our sponsors? Hey, if you like the tools, go grab them for free at strategysprints.com slash tools. Yeah. Would you like me to jump on in? Uh, Please. With, with my, Which books uh, yeah. inspire you? 
Well, um, so you're reading three books right now that um, uh, I, I think are really helpful and, and uh, uh, you know, thought provoking. And so th there are many books on, on my bookshelf and um, I, have, I have a stand, a, a nightstand with tons of books on them. But the ones that are captivating my interest right now, there's a, a book on uh, Elon Musk that I'm reading, um, who's, I think, you know, one of the most inspirational you know, nonlinear uh, visionary thinkers of our time. And uh, so I I'm really enjoy, you know, getting to, to understand his unique pathway through life. Another book um, uh, that um, is, you know, a challenge, actually. It's, it's a sobering tale of what's happening in parts of the United States right now, but it's a book called Dope Sick. And it's about the opioid crisis in America and um, just the uh, um, the devastating toll that uh, opioids and, and meth and other uh, uh, drugs are having in especially rural parts of uh, our, our country that are that are underserved. And so that's actually serving as inspiration for me um, in my work at Community Wellness, the company that I mentioned earlier. You know, how can we deliver um uh, care to people in rural parts of America to help them overcome, you know, this devastating uh, you know, burden of addiction. Um, so that's uh, another really thought-provoking book. I highly recommend it uh, to you because this is a problem that exists around the world. Um, and then another book uh, that uh, I've, I've been opening and closing periodically, um, but uh, it, it's a fascinating tale of of what not to do as as an entrepreneur and. Uh, uh, it's a book um, uh, called Bad Blood about Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes and, and how um, ambition over uh, overextended her. And, um, and then with, without a good you know, moral compass, um, she made some horrible decisions upon which she made other you know, fateful, horrible decisions. And so it's a, you know, I, I think we can learn not only from successes like Elon Musk, but we can learn a lot from failures as well. One of your theses is the world is full of opportunities for innovation. Can you unpack that? Yeah, so uh, I, I like to describe myself as a motivated whiner, and uh, I encourage everyone to become one. And what this means is, um, you know, there are inconveniences that we see uh, just walking down the street, you stub your toe on something, well, why is that there? Does it need to be there? Um, can we build something around this? And so um, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly looking uh, for problems to fix. And, um, and I think if you take this as a mental exercise, if you say to yourself, I'm going to invent something today, don't, doesn't have to, um, um, you know, be the super collider or, you know, uh, you know, the MRI, but, you know, I'm going to think of something that I've never come across before ever in my life before that the first thing you have to do is look for opportunities to make something better. And uh, you know, what you'll find is that the hardest part of it, the inventive process is just making that, you know, answering that first question, you know, what, what around me needs to be fixed. Um, and then bringing, you know, solutions engineering to solve that problem is generally fairly straightforward. And so uh, I actually have a, a a mental challenge for myself. And every day I try and think of something, you know, 
entirely brand new. Now, what you'll find is that many of the things that you come up with have already been invented or, or discarded as, well, not practical or it's too too expensive. There's not a market for it. But if you, you make keep a on list doing, of things that like today I have to I, invent I, something on my list. I, I have a notebook that I, I keep with me and and uh, yeah, so I have always have, you know, dozens and dozens of you know things uh, that I like to get back and, and work on. So I have, you know, all sorts of you know, projects and evolution uh, that I'm working on. So, and then, you know, as I said, a lot of the things that you come up with have either been done before or they're not really large enough problems to, to justify a business. But um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great framework. Um, and, you know, I, I discourage people from being just whiners that you have, you've got to be a motivated whiner. You've got to, you know, take the extra step to say, okay, well, this is a problem but I'm smart enough, I can fix this. Now, it's interesting that you do it proactively. It's a habit. I invent one thing every day because I am more of a of a, a react. I'm triggered by things. For example, I go somewhere, I have to wait in line. I go, come on, how is it possible that I have to wait in line? Let's, let's invent a number system or something like that, right? So I'm always, I come, when I'm pissed off and I'm easily pissed off, then I try to come up with a better idea. Sure. Um, and uh, I like Jerry Seinfeld so much because he's basically like that, goes through the world and, and then he, he hates a word and he starts ranting and it's and we, we all laugh, right? But you say, yeah, okay, that's one level, but I'm doing this every day. Why do you do that? Because it, it uh, you know, is a way of paying it forward. You know, it's a, a way to use your mind to make the world, at least in some small fashion, a better place. And so... Um, you know, looking for opportunities to uh, um, help make your your community uh, the world a better place, I think, is something that's that's worth doing. It's also um, a great exercise to keep your your mind, you know, always churning, um, you know, um, towards a you know a higher level of of awareness. Mm. So, I, it, just a um, a habit that I've gotten into that uh, that's is, smart. There's a lot of you keep your mind occupied with a good thing. You don't have time, you know, for the mind to do all that stuff that the mind does. <laughs> right. That's right. smart. And so is, is this how you came up with the idea of the rocket, the rocket thing? The people fly wherever they want to fly? Well, these are, um, you know, electric motors. Uh, so these are multi-rotor aircraft and the one that we're building will actually have uh, wings as well. Um, but yes, uh, so this is all part of, uh, um, you know, my efforts to improve, um, you know, personal transportation and also solve um, the first responder problem in our big cities. You know, the parts of the world, you know, our, our, we have a partner in the Philippines um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've been in traffic uh, in Manila, and it can take you 45 minutes to travel one city block, uh, at least in pre-pandemic times, you know, in, in full traffic. And you know, so I, I was thinking, well, gosh, you know, if, if there ever were uh, a person with a heart attack, it would take, you know, two hours for an ambulance to get to them. And by then, you know, it, all bets are off. And so, um, you know, working with this, uh, this partner of ours, we're working to develop these electric vertical takeoff and land aircraft. So the first one to have the chance to use it will be first responders. Then I guess 
there is a lot of military application. When do you think the yeah people like you and me um, can can fly around for fun? Well, our, our vision for this is to actually create uh, the equivalent of the Ford Model T, or we could call it the Ford Model T Bird, uh, if you will, but it's creating uh, an affordable aircraft that could sit in your garage. Uh, you could you know, uh, roll it out to your driveway, uh, take off vertically, uh, extend the wings and, and go fly. Um, so we want this to be affordable and accessible uh, to everyday folks like you and me. Um, and then also to be accessible in the developing nations of the world uh, to, to serve their uh, um, you know, industrial and, uh, and other purposes as well. So a lot of the emphasis in this marketplace so far has been in high-end multi-million dollar aircraft. And uh, there's, a, there's a real need and a real opportunity at the other end of uh, the, uh, uh, the cost spectrum. What will... I don't know if you can talk about it. What will the, the combustion be? Which energy will you use? So these will be uh, likely um, hybrid. So uh, electric uh, uh, batteries um, as well as hydrogen uh, to begin with. You know, as I'm sure you're aware, energy density in batteries has not really gotten to where we would ideally like them to be. So that technology is advancing quickly, but we're, we're likely to be looking at uh, uh, Kind of a hybrid power plant super cool so the sky below everybody go and grab the book and i have to tell my kids right now that the someday they will fly to school it, you, you cannot imagine how happy they will be and uh, <laughs> they get it immediately i don't have to explain anything and um and they're, they're either surprised that we are not doing it right now and um who should be my next guest Well, I don't know if you could get him, uh, but you know, as we were talking, I was thinking, well, you're, I knew that you're going to be asking me this question. Um, you know, Elon Musk is, I think, the, the most um, interesting um, visionary of our day, I, I think, in that he's able not only to um, come up with you know, bold, you know, brilliant ideas, but he also has the means to then go out and execute them. So, you know, one of the you know, limitations that I have personally is that I don't have the, the deep pockets to be able to invest in all the different you know, projects that I'm most interested in. But he's in a unique spot where you know, he's got an interest in uh, obviously transportation, energy uh, capture and storage and, and interplanetary travel in uh, neuroprostheses and, you know, being able to use, um, you know, uh, basically implantable computers uh, to, uh, you know, uh, control technologies and so on. So, you know, with that kind of resource, you, you can do a whole lot. <laughs> um, so I, I, I would think that he would be an amazing guest if you could uh, get a hold of him. Definitely one of the most inspiring CEOs, innovators on the planet. Absolutely. And um If people want to find you, except your book, The Sky Below, which can they, they, they can buy everywhere, where, where do you hang out? Where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on social media, uh, Twitter and, and uh, Instagram at AstroDocScott. Um, and then my website, which has got a lot of information, uh, great photos from all over the world, including inside active volcanoes and deep beneath the oceans and other expeditions I've been on. It's just my last name, uh, perizinski.com. And so 
uh, invite folks to, to check that out as well. Thank you, Scott, for sharing your adventures, your wisdom, your, your activities with us. And um, please come back soon. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.